celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to any one of the Dream Team, or you can ask your questions over the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. A big show today. We have Allison Eastwood. She is back. This is her third appearance. Yes, it is. I know Bob Barker is very concerned about that because this will be the... Uh, <laughs> catching up. Yep, yep. catching up there. That's <laughs> exactly what's happening. I'll have to keep track of that. And she's. I think she's saving some chimps, some monkeys. Chimps, chimpanzees. Wasn't it her dad that did the shot the chimpanzee in that movie? What was that movie? Yeah, it was. Or was it the orangutan? Well, it was an orangutan. Yeah. Do you remember that movie, guys? They didn't shoot it. Every movie. which way, but... Uh, yeah. What, Loose? Yes. Yeah. Her dad. Wow. Uh, that that was cool. um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So we're having uh, Allison Eastwood back uh, today, and uh, she's trying to raise money, I think. Crowdsourcing, doing something like that. Well, I guess that all these chimps that have been used for testing in laboratories are being released. Can't she just save them all? Doesn't she have the money to save them all? Why is she asking she, the people? For I wonder money? what trauma. Put I wonder what trauma these these poor animals. They go through a lot. If, you know what? Probably a lot. These uh, animals that she's saving have been injected with hepatitis and HIV. So imagine Jeez. that. So we'll talk about that in wow. just a few minutes with Allison Eastwood. Joey Volani, what do you got on tap today? Do you guys hear a cricket in the studio, or is it me? I, I hear it. I don't hear it. I always hear you that noise in my head. Guy. Well, I'll tell you what. This is good because I hear a cricket, and I'm going to be talking about ears. So there we go. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to be talking about ears, and I hear things. That, that's good. <laughs> that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Tammy Trujillo from the newsroom. What do you got going on? I got so many good stories. I don't even know which one to tell you about. But, okay, if you're going to move to Hawaii, you'd be really excited, right, to go live in that gorgeous state. Oh, yeah. But if you have a dog or a cat and you're moving to Hawaii, you got to hear a story I have coming up because there are some serious, serious concerns here. Oh, Uh-oh. okay. They got that yep. quarantine over there. Yeah, they do. Yes, they it sounds do. Like, it sounds like my pet is going to ruin the wonderful um, the place I'm moving to. Oh, yeah. When are you moving? you got to take me with you and the whole show. That's right. Let's go to Hawaii. I'll go tomorrow. I believe we have Jamie on the phone. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you? Let's see. I'm headed to... Where are we headed to? Branson. Branson, Missouri? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I've always wanted to go there. I've heard good things about it. Are you a truck driver? No. my um, One of my best girlfriends, she and her husband... Um, Part in a timeshare there. Oh, and they invited my husband and I to go for next all of next week. So you're heading out on vacation, yes? Yes. Now, do you bring any animals with you? Well, that's why I called originally. Uh, we we have a cat. His name is Tex. It's actually my grandson's cat, but he lives with us. The cat lives with us because the 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 parents of my grandson are divorced, and they all have dogs. All of them, like lots of dogs. So we kept the cat at our house, and we love him. He's like four years old. He's a gray tabby, but he wants to eat um, the carpet and my oriental rug. Mm. And we even, oh yeah, and in the he ate the curtains were made of the like silk strings that hang down. He ate half of the curtains. If you can imagine that, like from the floor, half of those, to where I just, well, that went on over some time, but eventually I just took them down and put them away. He's continuing to, like, work on the carpets and your throw rugs and all that, so. Yeah, 
I got rid of the curtains, and we, we always had blinds, so now the, the blinds are there. So, um, But I was concerned if it was going to mess up his insides by eating string. And it, it's not just the curtains, because they're, they're put away now. But he will get, like, find something that he can pull and get string out, and he will eat the string. Okay. If you put a shoelace down, he would just sit there and eat it till it's all gone. Yeah, and that's definitely a big problem, and you can definitely hit upon one major thing is the string, and the, the, the problem that we run into with cats is that they tend to like nibble on, you know, things like yarn or string, or if they're actually ingesting a fabric-like material, that can cause a very dangerous foreign body, what we call a linear foreign body, and, and the reason it's so dangerous is because it's soft, it's pliable, it bends, and we would think it would move through, but it actually kind of acts like a cheese grater, and it slices into the intestinal wall because there's not enough substance for the body to recognize it and move it through. So, yeah, this is a big health risk for him. What he's doing is generally termed uh, wool sucking, and that's at least the, the, the oral fixation type part of things. When that moves into where they're actually eating and ingesting those items, that's where it becomes a really big health danger. There's a lot of cats that do this wool sucking where they, you know, suck or just kind of um, moisten, you know, the, the fabrics, whether they be, you know, blankets, bedding, um, you know, carpeting, things like that. If they're not ingesting it, it's kind of an obsessive compulsive behavior for yeah. whatever reason for text this is moved up on the on that chain to something that's more of a health threat so when we look at wool sucking there are some breeds that we see more of this in cats and some of like the the oriental cats like siamese cats or burmese we see a lot of this type of weird behavior um the big challenge and and the challenge you're going to have for text is that the root of this is very likely a behavioral problem that we're going to have to work on um, and uh, in rare cases, would we have like a medical case, uh, um, a cause of this? So things that will be challenging you to work with on text are going to be things to do environmental enrichment. And, and because cats indoors live a happy, well-cared-for lifestyle, um, you know, they got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so um, cats in the well, wild. I'm, uh, we... I'm home with him uh, all day. Okay. Uh, I'm there, and so when I see him doing this, you know, I say no. He knows what the word no means. He will He will stop. That that lets yeah. me know he does understand the word no. Yeah. But he and does it like situ- when I leave the room. <laughs> he does do it when you leave the room? Yeah, because when I walk yeah, back in, yeah. I'll see him. I've seen him just walk across the carpet like he's just walking across and suddenly bend his head down and take a bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, in one context, when you're present and you're telling him, no, stop that, although it seems like you're disciplining him and telling him no and teaching him, you may actually be causing this to happen more. Um, because and dogs and cats, they sometimes are like small children and want to get a rise out of us, want to get some attention. So if chewing on the carpet gets you to say, hey, what are you doing? He's already won that little game there. I don't want you to use anything that resembles anything string-like, carpet-like, or fabric-like. So those things are going to kind of 
kind of feed that desire to, to chew on the fabric type thing. So we want to avoid that particular type of toy. Um, I had some cats that used to love little foil balls, so I'd take pieces of aluminum foil and make them into pretty good-sized balls, and they'd bat those around, and those were lightweight. But I, I would definitely try to stay away from the fabric things. And then, you know, we, we might really need to see about maybe getting some chemical help here. Um, for kitties, we do use some drugs like Prozac. Um, there's one called clomipramine, which I use a lot as well for kitties. And sometimes that really can help uh, one of these behavior-rooted problems. Give some of those things a try. I, I hope that is helpful and hope that helps him uh, kind of fight his obsessive-compulsive uh, behavior here. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Geico presents Strange Saving Stories. Sam Tucker woke to find crop circles in his cornfield that spelled out the word Geico. Was this a message sent by aliens? Sam went to Geico.com and saved hundreds of dollars with great discounts. He woke the next day to find new crop patterns had formed. They spelled out, you the man. It seems the aliens were pleased indeed. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You know what ruins a family camping trip? <coughs> Staying zipped in the tent because of ragweed pollen, the number one cause of fall allergies. Allegra gets you back in the fun by relieving your worst indoor and outdoor symptoms, even at eight times high pollen levels. Allegra's non-drowsy relief starts in one hour and stays strong for 24. Camping is for bonding, not sneezing. So get Allegra, stop suffering, and start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed active ingredient toxilamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Okay, I think I finally got this. We are in Oklahoma City today at 324 South Bryant at the Petco for the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour to adopt out animals, find new forever homes for a lot of animals that all along Route 66 that really need your help. And if you're looking for a brand new pet, this is the time to meet up with us. We'll be in Tulsa tomorrow, Joplin in the middle of next week, Springfield, Missouri, and St. Louis next weekend. Uh, all the details over at AnimalRadio.com or you can go to Get Your Licks, GetYourLicks.com. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good afternoon, sir. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Debbie, I've got a question for you. I've got the the love of my life as a 13-year-old miniature Australian shepherd, and she's 
of course, getting up a little bit in years, and her vet has wanted me to switch her over to a uh, high-fiber food. Now, I've had her on pedigree for quite a few years, and having some challenges finding a source of that is, I mean, I know I'm going to have to gradually, you know, wean her over to that. Is there another possible brand I can look at? I, I know several uh, in the uh, field you're in believe strongly in, in the science diet stuff, and I've I've not exactly had the best luck with that over the years, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to find something that will give her what she needs because she. I want her not that she's spoiled. I mean, I don't. I draw the line at dressing her in clothes. I will say that up front. Uh, there's nothing. <laughs> let me just say, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm with you, Judy. <laughs> um, the I just I want her to have the best of what she needs because you know I've had her for 13 years and Lord willing I think she you know her, her her previous vet had said she could be up to 20 years yeah well you're doing something right you know and I guess the first question I would have for you Ron is is there any kind of um chronic health condition that we're dealing with because when we look at diets um, it really depends on not only on the age but what other factors are going on in the dog's life do we have a kidney problem arthritis do we have any kind of digestive issues and, and that's really kind of more how I gauge a diet choice rather than necessarily a brand or a, a name of a food so does she have anything going on the only thing she's had lately, uh, bless her little heart, of course, here in the Midwest, we've been up to our <clears throat> in snow recently. We have another front moving in in about the next day. She got to a point a couple of weeks ago, she literally would not go outside and have a bowel move because the snow was higher on the ground than she was. Mm, okay. Poor, th- poor thing ended up in the emergency room, and they had to give her an enema. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah, so I see why he's recommending the higher fiber then, because he wants to keep things moving in the old bowel category, huh? That That's what my guess is, and I'm just trying to think of the best thing. You know, I mean, if, if apparently pedigree is going through a whole line change, and so I'm that's why I'm probably somewhat challenged mm-hmm. to find theirs right now. One thing I will not give her is Old Roy. I'm sorry. I don't even give that thank to a dog. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I have to tell you, Ron, um, you know, everyone's different, but I haven't had a lot of success with pedigree in, in my patients. Um, just I see a lot more inconsistent stools with that. Now, some folks say it works wonderful for them, um, and I'm not out to breed or breed bash, uh, food bash, but I'd say uh, I want to look for a good quality food. If you don't like science diet, that's fine. There's a lot of other great diets out there. Um, I actually, currently, I like a lot of the Royal Canaan diets. Um, they have different life stage. Um, they even have some breed-specific foods. I don't know if I'll go that far to say a Chihuahua diet is different than a, a Poodle's diet. I think that might be a little bit silly now. But um, but I think if you're looking for good brands like Nutro, Royal Canaan, um, if you like kind of going towards um, some of the more natural choices, you can look at some of the organic diets. But those can be a little bit harder to kind of stay on top of as far as um, in kind of a nationwide, uh, you know, for me to advise you in your area there. Um, but I, I'd say, you know, if you haven't had good success with uh, science diet, try another. Let's try um, IOMS. Um, and uh, if your veterinarian does not have a specific diet that they have in mind, because sometimes with constipation I will use prescription-level diets, and that's where science diet does have some very good therapeutic foods for pets that have constipation, that have diabetes, et cetera, um, as well as Purina, which has some very nice foods for some of those types of digestive problems. So uh, 
um, and, and that would be something, you know, always, always ask your, your veterinarian as far as for these things, because some vets will carry these things in their office. Um, and uh, otherwise, you know, I'd say uh, really the, the biggest test is going to see what she likes and what she accepts and make sure that it is palatable, because no diet is going to do any good if they don't eat it. So um, definitely make sure it appeals to her on the front side. <laughs> yeah, because we do, we, we do not get table scraps. No. Do, do Good. Not. I like you, Ron. Yeah. You're like hardcore. You're like me. Like the, I'm like a diet Nazi at my house. My dogs sit, <laughs> and I make them take a command before they eat. And it, that is just a kind of a silent way of for them to learn that, um, you know, I'm the boss. I'm the alpha pack leader in the house, and um, they love their food, and uh, they gobble it right up. And, uh, you know, it's just a great way to, to kind of bond with your animals. She's so. the alpha pack leader here, too. But she comes in, she snaps her rubber gloves before she uh, puts her headphones on does the show. <laughs> One eight yeah one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the dream team. Uh, today, the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour, we're all in Oklahoma City at 324 South Bryant at the Petco there. And we check in right now with Susan Sims. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing great out here. How are you guys? You know, splendid. You've been on the road for a few days now. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. You've been at eight different places so far. You must be getting tired. You're only about almost halfway through. <laughs> we're, we're almost halfway. We have nine events after this. But, you know, we knew when we set out on this tour that it would go by fast because it's just nonstop and you know, we just fly into these uh, events, set up our spinning wheel where people can donate money to spin and win great products from our sponsors. And all the money, all the proceeds go to that shelter at the end of the day. So we're happy that today that um, we're going to be able to donate over here in Oklahoma City. How many animals have you adopted out so far? Um, I think we're going to probably, we don't have the exact numbers, but I think we're going to probably reach the 200 mark halfway through the tour. So we're happy about that. That's that's great. Awesome. 200 yeah. forever home. I got to tell you, you know, it's great for the animals, but it is so great for you, too. If you're thinking about adopting an animal, this little stress-relieving purball kitty or a dog to, to go walking with a companion friend, now's the time to reach out to our Get Your Licks on Route 66 adoption tour and meet us. Uh, we're going to be in Tulsa tomorrow, Joplin uh, the middle of next week, uh, Springfield, Missouri, and, the, and then next weekend, St. Louis. So if you're listening on KTRS, our brand-new affiliate AM550 in St. Louis, and you want to adopt an animal, Come on out. Uh, in St. Louis, we're going to be at the Tillis Park. The website, once again, Susan, what is the website? Oh, they can go to fighterfriendly.com or they can go to getyourlicksonroute66.com, and either one's going to get you over to uh, the event call, the calendar, uh, what city and the date um, and where the events are going to be held. And there seems to be a lot of fun going on, not just adoption at these events. I've seen pictures, but there's a lot of prizes. As you mentioned, people get to spin the wheel when they get there. And uh, a lot of sponsors have stepped up with some great prizes for that spinning wheel. Yeah, we were really uh, fortunate. We we got such an outpouring of support from a lot of people, our treat sponsors, Pet Botanics. And one of the fun things, um, you know, when people do spin the wheel and you never know where they're going to land on. So it's always fun. It's always exciting. It's like Wheel of Fortune. And uh, we're traveling in style. As you know, Ford has uh, donated the car for the tour. Uh, we do have to give it back, but it's the uh, 2015 Ford Expedition. And the, it arrives like a dream, but what's cool is our car seat cover, canine covers, gave us uh, a beautiful car seat so that the dogs can you know, stay there, and it's very comfortable and also keeps things nice and clean. Are you traveling with any dogs? We have our two rescue hounds, directors of Barking, Junior and Jake. 
And are they going to come home with a third little buddy this this year? <laughs> well, you know, it's, we never say no, but we we take them to these fabulous uh, doggy daycares, and uh, they are so wonderful to host the boys so we can work the event. So they're always tired, and we put them in the car. And the thing is, when we don't have them in the car, that's the dangerous part because we see so many wonderful cats and dogs, and we just think, whoa, what do you think if we just added one more for the road? <laughs> So today we're in Oklahoma City at the Petco 324 South Bryant. Tomorrow, this is interesting, I think we're going to be at Woodland Hills Mall. Uh, this this is one of those adoption outlets that it's at the mall there at 721, South, excuse me, 7021 South Memorial Drive in Tulsa. And we'll have all the information up at the website. So come on out and adopt an animal and say hi to Susan. Go pinch her on the butt. Go up to her and pinch her on the butt. She likes that. Just to let my husband see you. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you again next week, hopefully. Uh, let's head back to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls right now. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Some people teach their dog to sit, maybe shake hands, or catch a frisbee. But a New Jersey woman tried to teach her dog how to dial 911 and ended up in a lot of trouble. Sylvia D'Antonio admitted placing three late-night 911 calls to the Parsippany, New Jersey Police Department. The police dispatcher was alarmed because when the calls were picked up, the only communication was heavy breathing. The calls were traced and three squad cars raced to D'Antonio's home only to find her trying to teach her German shepherd how to call for help. The police were not amused and slapped her with a summons for disorderly conduct. Maybe she should have tried teaching him how to order a pizza first. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. 
Kubota RTVs have been the best-selling diesel utility vehicles in North America for the past 10 years, and now they're even better. Introducing the new X-Series RTVs from Kubota. They're redesigned, rugged, and ready. Right now, get long-term financing as low as 0% APR on Kubota utility vehicles during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. See your local Kubota dealer today. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. The care given to pets held in quarantine in Hawaii has come under question. Since Hawaii is the only state that is rabies-free and it aims to keep it that way, dogs and cats coming into the state are quarantined for between 5 and 120 days. Now, Hawaii's animal quarantine station is being investigated for alleged abuse and neglect. This started when the Bogus family moved there a few months ago from California with their old English bulldog, Lola. They warned the staff Lola was very sensitive to heat and told her how to make sure that she was cooled off. But every time they went to see her, there were problems. And early last month when they went, Lola was covered in sores and unresponsive, her temperature at 107 degrees. Lola is recovering now at a private animal hospital on the island. Her family started an online petition to have the animal quarantine station investigated. And now many more people have come forward with their own horror stories of what happened to their pets. Hawaii's governor says the Department of Agriculture is handling the investigation. Well, would you use a shock collar on your dog? That question is getting a lot of interest lately. Researchers at London's University at Lincoln say the collars can not only be physically damaging to the dog, but also emotionally damaging. Makers of the collars say there's no evidence of any long-term harm to a dog's welfare. The collars have been banned in parts of the U.K. and Canada. No sign yet of that happening here in the U.S. at this point. And the world's tallest dog, Zeus, has died. Zeus was a beautiful Great Dane. He lived in Otsego, Michigan. He was just five years old. But because of his size, he died of natural causes due to old age. Zeus reached 44 inches from the floor to his shoulder. His guardians, though, say he was really a lap dog. And one thing they're going to miss most is how he used to sit on their laps while they were grilling out on the porch. Zeus was also a therapy dog, and he spent a lot of time making people smile at area schools and hospitals. He was truly one beautiful and amazing animal. I'm Tammy Trio. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7899. 
888-729-8598. Hey guys, if you're into fantasy football, you've got to check out FanDuel.com. At FanDuel, you play in one-week fantasy football leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. You only play when you want, and you can change your team any week. FanDuel's paying out over $10 million every week this season. And right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. That's right, for every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Just go to FanDuel.com, click their microphone in the upper right corner, and enter code 7272. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, code 7272. And I want. Welcome back to another installment of Party Animal with me, your host, Vinny Penn. I want to tell you kind of a, a sad story. My daughter's in her second year of school. I had a young daughter named Stella. For those of you who have been following along, you know she comes up quite a bit in these. You were with us when we bought Stella her fish, Betty, not too long ago. Uh, when I walk Stella to school, there's a certain point where we have to cross the street because there is a dog... Uh, fenced in that barks like a son of a gun when you're even a block away from it. It terrifies her, so we always have to cross the street. Still makes him bark, but we have we crossing the street makes her feel safer. Now, I don't live far from the house I grew up in, and I know that this dog has been there for quite some time. I I, I don't know the family personally, uh, but they don't live far from the uh, the little convenience store in the area. So I've, I've always been walking by this area. Well, recently we were going for a walk. Last couple of times, and she's been saying, you know, uh, let's cross the street, but we haven't been hearing the barking. Now, she it, it took uh, really two times, I think. She noticed the first time, but by the second time, she said, you know, where is he? And I was afraid of the answer. The answer is not as grim as you're expecting. This isn't a very special episode of the party animal. But nonetheless, I said, well, let's go back over there. And then there, there he was. I don't know the dog's name. And he was there. Just not up to barking anymore. And I can tell my daughter at all of seven years, she's got her head wrapped around it. She said, well, why isn't he barking? Uh, and she looked over at the dog, and it's like she wanted the bark. And I said, you see, even barking can be missed. Vinny Pet, Party Animal, Animal Race. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, and that's the same number you can nominate a hero of the week, a hero person, as well as you can send an email to your voice at animalradio.com. Judy's always looking for hero people. This week's hero person, Carol Smock, she's the founder of the Brown Dog Foundation. How are you doing, Carol? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. So tell me about Chocolate Chip, your little chocolate Labrador retriever that you had. Well, uh, I adopted him in 2000, October of 2000, from a uh, lab rescue group. He had um, been surrendered to the local pound with a tumor that uh, they, they believed the originating family was probably unable to afford treatment because it was a very rural market. Mm. Um, and I they thought that he'd either find a good home or that he would be let go peacefully. 
um, thinking that they were doing the right thing. They surrendered him, and he made his way to a lab rescue group and finally into my house. And did you deal with the tumor? How did that go down? So the the rescue group was able to collaborate with the University of Tennessee um, at the time and have that tumor removed. So when I adopted him, he was post-operative and um, a few years later was deemed cancer-free. Sadly, in 2006, he re-presented with uh, stage 4 lymphosarcoma. Mm. How old was he? He was just over 10 years, right about 10 and a half years old when he when he was finally diagnosed the second time. Was he a muse for starting the Brown Dog Foundation? He was absolutely the, the muse. I, I consider Brown Dog Foundation his legacy. What do you guys do over there? Well, um, in thinking back to that original situation where his family, uh, being in a rural market, not a lot of income in their household, um, veterinary care being even in rural markets on the slightly expensive side, uh, what we decided to do is um, create an organization where people could come to us in the event that they need assistance paying for a life-saving treatment in order to keep their pet in their family, mm. um, thereby avoiding rescue and avoiding unnecessary euthanasia, um, which is sometimes the, the option. We get calls probably oh, all, the time. all the yeah all the time <laughs> asking for help and and where can we get help? How do you determine who you help and how do you help? Well, there is a um, a request process, and I will share. Um, unfortunately, we get far more requests than we have finance sure. to uh, to take care of. Um, so we do tend to prioritize uh, those cases where the pet can truly be restored to a good quality of life. Um, it is a temporary situation um, that we're resolving for that pet. Uh, and then, of course, just making sure that that uh, the families have been providing good care, adequate care, not, uh, you know, we, we're not expecting everybody to be over the top in their care, but at least providing for the basics for their pet, uh, as well as spaying and neutering. How many animals have you helped so far? In uh, eight and a half years or seven and a half years, we've helped over 525. Wow. About 139 this year. And what kind of things are people asking for? What kind of surgeries? So interestingly, we have three programs. The the first is that we assist by just providing uh, referral and and guidance to lower cost alternatives, um, which allows people that have the money that they can afford an alternative treatment afforded on their own. Then we have a a scenario where we assist with the removal of tumors, um, abscessed teeth, stitching up wounds that are becoming repeat infected kinds of things that aren't healing on their own, so getting that care to ensure that the wound is is going to heal properly. Lots of diseases I can't even begin to repeat the names of, (laughs) where um, there's a one-time treatment and then the, the pet is typically resolved. Uh, That's what I was going to ask. If if you typically might help more with something, say a dog that has a traumatic injury to its eye and needs its eye removed, versus a pet that needs long-term glaucoma care, something kind of that distinction. Exactly, and that's only for the time being. While we're still in the in the throes of raising more money. And speaking of raising money, it it takes a little bit of money. How do you get your money? Um, Well, through the goodness of the community. 
Um, we, in the past, have done uh, different types of events. Uh, we have a monthly fetch giving program where you can give on a monthly basis. It's drawn off of a credit card or off of a debit card each month on the same date. Um, we are partners with Kroger and Fries where you can use your um, rewards or VIP card to our organization, and they donate 4% of everything you spend on groceries, gas, and prescriptions to our foundation. Most people are giving right now just because they know that it's going to help a family in need. Well, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, just in case you're a new listener. If you're doling out $20 to the ASPCA or the Humane Society or the AHA, it's probably going to come back to you in a solicitation for more money. These these big organizations don't need it. Think locally or help organizations that are making a difference like this organization right here. Our hero of the week is Carol Smock and her organization, BrownDogFoundation.org, helping animals get through tough times. You said over 500 animals so far. Do you know numbers of what happened to those animals? Yeah, about uh, 30, 30% have already gone on to their, um, to their next stage, uh, the Rainbow Bridge. Of uh-huh. course, with us having started in 2006, a lot of the animals we helped early on have now aged um, into passing. Um, the average length of life after a treatment is right around three years at this point in time. And we've had some dogs, I mean, some of the dogs and cats we helped in, in 2006 are still alive today. So it just, it really depends on what their age was when we helped them and what the, the situation was. Okay. Well, you're doing great work, Carol. Thank you so much for joining us Thank and telling you. us your story today. We Happy appreciate Happy to do it. Thanks for including me. Of course. You know, and I mentioned this about the Hero of the Week. I say it could be somebody who is helping one animal or who's helping a lot. In this particular situation, Carol is helping a lot of animals. Oh, yes. And with your help, you could be a hero. Drop her a couple of dollars, and I will put all of her information over at the AnimalRadio.com website. Uh, let's head back to the phones. Toll free, one 405 Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Jermaine. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How are you doing today? Well, I'm well. I have a question regarding um, domesticated and wild cats. Are they able to mate? Are they able, biology-wise, able to mate? Well, you know, okay, are they able to mate and produce a litter? It is, it is conceivable. Now, when you're talking about wild cats, are you talking about things like lynxes or bobcats, right. things like that? Yes, it's, it is certainly possible. However, I kind of would term that a de- dangerous liaison, if I could, um, because your average uh, wild cat and domestic cat, if they meet up, it's not going to be a good outcome for the domestic cat, unless we're dealing with you know human intervention or cats that have been kind of raised in uh, different environments uh, where they're used to human handling. But yeah, it is, it's certainly possible, and there are a lot of breeds out there that are actually new exotic cats. 
breeds, where they kind of breed a, a semi-wild uh, cat into that of a domestic short hair. So it is possible. Why do you ask? I got to ask. Well, I had um, I had a, a cat show up on my on my deck, and uh, at first I thought it was a, a wild thing, um, uh-huh. and uh, he has a bob tail. But then I discovered he's neutered, <laughs> and uh, he's declawed as well. He's okay. huge. He is huge. And uh-huh. uh, he's got this bobtail. He has no tufts. He's got, like, rabbit fur and a black stripe down his spine. Uh-huh. Sure he's not a skunk. Oh, I guess that would be a white Yeah, really. White skunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as you know, the skunks and the cats don't breed, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> thankfully. I was just curious because of his size and his coat that, mm-hmm. you know, he just looks semi-wild. Sure. And, you know, a lot of these uh, hybrid breeds, um, that's, you know, some of the look they're going for is something that looks and retains the look of the wild cat and has the size and the, you know, cuteness of the house cat. So I'm not a huge fan of hybrid cats. Um, now, Equally, we see some very huge domestic cats out there, um, you know, just in the Maine Coons, as well as the Norwegian Mountain Cats. Both of those breeds of cat can get around 25 pounds, so they can be a pretty sizable kitty um, and just be a regular old domestic house cat. I'd be curious to know, though, um, and even if you could catch a picture of this kitty, I'd love to take a look, because there are some breeds like the Pixie Bob, which is basically a bobcat mixed with a domestic short short hair, and uh, they kind of have a little bit of a bobcat kind of look about them, and they're kind of interesting. So, yeah, if you get a picture, I'd yeah, love, to, I'd love see. to see that, too. Yeah, he's pretty. We'll be going to the vet in a week and a half, and I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, he just showed up. He He's moved in, um, you know. I mean, he's extremely domesticated and uh, greatly enjoys being in the house, so... Huh. Uh, well, and have to say, if he is, you know, a hybrid breed, um, one of the first things I'd say is uh, check him for a microchip because some of the hybrid breeds could go up to five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. So they are not a cheap pet, and if someone lost them, they would be looking very dearly for them. Right, right. Well, he's been living with me for about two months. I didn't expect him to stay, and now I feel you know, responsible for his care. But we will. We'll hunt for a chip, and uh, we'll find out exactly what he is and i will try to get a photograph of him for y'all that would be great we'd love to see it thanks so much for your call today jermaine by the You're way welcome anybody that wants to email us with pictures or questions your voice at animalradio.com. you're listening to animal radio if you missed any part of today's show visit us at animalradio.com or download the animal radio app for iphone and android it's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the entire Dream Team. Ask your questions. Dogfather Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie, we're all here for you. And don't forget, you can ask your questions and listen to uh, old shows or new shows. Delvar Deep Resources with the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for your iPhone or Android. Do they make the app that you can listen to future shows that we haven't recorded yet? Wouldn't that be really cool? Yeah, that would save me a lot of time. You know, Dr. Foster's yes. and Smith is uh, sponsoring the app. I'm going to get on the phone after the show and see if we can develop a new app <laughs> that can actually play their shows in the future. And then we really wouldn't need to show up, no, would we? not at all. That would be pretty cool, huh? Good idea yeah. there, Joey. 
you know, we have so much going on the show today, but I want to take care of business first from the American Pet Products Association, which, by the way, is a nonprofit association. I just did a little research on them. We've known these guys since, well, they've been doing this poetry contest for, I believe, seven years. We welcome Bob Viteri to the airwaves. Thanks a lot. And I'm really interested in that future app, by the way, if you guys pull that off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we do the uh, pet poetry contest every year. It's right. getting bigger and bigger, huh? Right. I mean, we're, we're uh, almost all 50 states have uh, submissions coming in, plus a couple from outside the country. But the kids really love it, and the teachers have picked up on it more and more. And it's just it's gone out to all the classrooms uh, from kids between the third and eighth grade. And just ask them to write some kind of poem about the joy and benefit of owning any kind of a pet and see what their pet means to them. And I'm telling you, folks, it, it's amazing the gamut of, you know, just I got up this morning and my goldfish smiled at me all the way down to, you know, when I had really troubled times. My dog was such an important part of my life and so on and so forth. You know what I love about this is when we get this whole idea and concept into the young kids' minds that animals are sentient beings and they're... Yeah. They really develop that relationship with them at a young age. It really extends throughout the life. That's why I love that you're getting into the schools and doing this. If they win, I believe, like, first place is a scholarship, $1,000 scholarship to spend on pet-related education in the classroom. Is that correct? That's for the classroom. And on top of that, the kids get a $250 gift certificate for pet products. So. The pet that they wrote about that they love, they really get to spoil them. If you work at a school that is not doing this, but you want to be a part of this, how can you get involved? Well, the easiest ways are just to go to the petsadlife.org or the Facebook Pets Ad Life page and give you all the details right there. We'll put all the information over at animalradio.com. You guys also do the uh, Pets Ad Live video, kind of viral video campaign that we all have seen these videos of the dogs yapping away. Uh, I think you've made a big impression virally. With dogs, ground uh, guinea pigs, uh, all sorts of birds. Oh, I've seen those. Yes. The birds running around chatting it up and and refusing to do interviews. It's hysterical. I mean, (laughs) the guy... The guy who does these for us, I, I love seeing the outtakes. I mean, th- just what these these guys will do with the, with the dogs and the birds and everybody is just hysterical. <laughs> but that's worth a look. Yeah, check out that at PetsAdLife.org. Well, Bob, thanks so much for coming back on the show. I appreciate it. And uh, write some poems. And again, that future app, I'm on board for it. Will you do me a favor? Will you uh, send us the poem that wins this year? We're going to post it over at AnimalRadio.com. Yeah, there's one for each grade, third through eighth, and we'll send you each one of the winning poems, and that would be great. I think you'll find them really, really interesting. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Bob. Take care of yourself there. Let's head back to the phones toll-free for you at 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Volani. Hi, Doug. Well, good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, I have a champagne-colored Pomeranian. She's uh, 11 years old, Mm -hmm. and she started to have some drips, uh, teardrops come out of her eyes. Uh, more so in the last month than, than ordinary. And I've been washing her face, but it's still pretty brown. Uh, I had her to the uh, groomer yesterday, and uh, we were talking about it might be in her diet. Now, her diet is, has never changed since I, I've had her. I, I have her on uh, uh, Elpo uh, or Pedigree uh, and uh, uh, lamb and rice, ch- chicken and, and rice. She gets that in the morning after we have our walk. And uh, the other dog is a little uh, Yorkshire, toy Yorkshire Terrier. And so they, they don't really eat too much of the of the wet food. Okay. So they get, a, and, they get about an eighth of a can. 
and and I know if if you're not a regular listener to the show, Hal is always we're always kind of battling back and forth about brands of dog food. <laughs> so there's what we call the premium brand foods, and then there's kind of the grocery store brands. And it sounds like you're kind of shopping in that grocery store brand. Um, and and I don't know that if this has been a problem that's come on just now that I'm going to necessarily go looking at the diet as a cause. And am I correct? Is this a problem that's only really appeared now as she's gotten older, or has she had this through oh, her whole just, life? It's just more so now, and uh, it stains more than it used to. Okay. Uh, she all, has always had a little, but, you know, nothing that would make it dark brown. Well, Doug, I'm going to tell you the first thing that I would examine um, in a pet who has this concern, and is it one eye or both eyes? Both eyes. Both eyes. Okay. One of the first things that I look at, especially in an older pet that has a more sudden buildup of a, an eye discharge, is I'm going to actually look inside the mouth. And I'm going to go looking for dental disease. Sometimes we can't see it with our, our plain eyes, um, but believe it or not, those dog teeth go very deep up into the sinus cavity. And if there's a little bit of infection brewing under the gum line, it can actually cause eye problems in dogs. So we can see more tearing. We can even see sores appear below the eye. And so that would be the one of the first things that I would look at. And um, I would certainly say that should be checked by a veterinarian, not a groomer. <laughs> so no, I'd want to no. make sure we do a good, no, thorough I, exam. I have, I have but, one of the best... Uh, uh, Orthopedic, uh, neurological, neurological uh, vets in, in Las Vegas, uh, and awesome. I swear by him. The other thing that I really look at with, especially with Pomeranians, that the breed can be one of many small breeds of dogs that can have problems with their nasal lacrimal ducts. And a lot of times if you get these little dogs, some people will say, oh, it's just normal for the breed for them to have watery eyes. Um, but there can be problems where the duct that drains the tears from the eye into the sinus area, where that can get clogged up. And that can happen where we see a lot more watery discharge from the eyes than normally. And sometimes it'll even fester and cause skin infections outside of the eyes. So that's another very common thing that we can check with a really thorough eye exam and sometimes doing um, a flushing of those ducts. So those kind of things we can check pretty easily and help to rule out the cause of that. Now, if we're seeing that brown color coming from tears, it's not always something to get too panicky about because dogs have a pigment in their tears called porphyrin, and it kind of stains the fur kind of a red-brown. And we see that with dogs' feet. If they lick their feet a lot, you'll see they turn kind of red-brown. So the color itself isn't so much a concern as I would try to find the source of that and see if we can rule out either the teeth or an, um, a blockage of that duct or some other eye-related problem and see what we might have to do there. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, Allison Eastwood will be joining us, uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter, as you know. And I understand Bob Barker is shaking in his mucklucks, afraid, because this is actually Allison's third appearance mm -hmm. on Animal Radio. I'm telling Bob. Uh, Relax, guy. You're you're at thirteen. Yeah, she he's has way, she's she's way ahead. She's going to be talking about chimps, and I don't know why that always conjures up the picture of her dad shooting the chimp in every which way but loose. It was an orangutan. It was an orangutan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know, uh, but uh, she'll be joining us in just a few minutes talking about the many hundreds and thousands of chimps that are in research and going to a new chimp haven in Louisiana. So very excited to hear about this. 
in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. But first, let's uh, take your phone calls. We want to talk to you because, really, you're a crutch for us. one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie is here. Dog father Joey Volani is here. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. We all want to talk to you right now. And uh, we're going to line two where we have Bob. Hey, hey, Bob. How are you? Boy, two Bobs in a row. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. i got to press that button. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Uh, it's Todd. It's pretty good. How are you today? Very good, Todd. What's what's uh, on your mind? Okay. What it is is we purchased this uh, little small chihuahua. She is six <laughs> months old, and okay. she weighs two pounds. Aw. And the thing about it is, is my wife's wanting to put her on heartworm medicine, and I've heard through rumors that the small dogs like that don't need to be on heartworm medicine, and I don't really want to be taken advantage of. Oh, that's bullpucky. I'm telling you. A dog's size does not make them immune to developing heartworm disease. Um, so, no, this baby needs to be on heartworm preventative. What part of the country are you in? Mississippi. Uh, oh, my go God, yes. the country. They go with us on the truck, all three dogs, and they are out here... And that was another thing that kind of concerned me. Yeah. No, especially if you're doing uh, cross-country traveling. The, the American Heartworm Society has actually published statistics that shows that all of the 50 major states um, do have heartworm disease, differing uh, exposures and, and incidents of disease. But this baby needs to be protected. And I'm not afraid of her being two pounds. Uh, fortunately for the dosing range of most of these products, they start at one pound and go all the way up to maybe 25 as the first interval. The important thing to know with the heartworm preventatives is that the dosage, say for a lot of the common ivermectin-containing products, they're actually in micrograms, which are a thousandth of a milligram. So we're talking very small, low doses. So this isn't uh, likely to be a problem even for a two-pound dog. Um, so I, I am not worried at all. I want to get your baby protected. And listen to your wife, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm just, I was just, well, you know how it is. You hear a certain yeah. thing. I wanted to hear it from a professional. Well, you know what and the I answer always that. is to your wife. The always the answer always is yes, dear. Sorry, <laughs> I was wrong. I agree with you 100. percent But she is not here right now, so she doesn't know I'm asking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I get it. Say, oh yeah, sure, dear. Let's do that. No problem. Um, no, uh, the thing is, is we, we also have another Chihuahua. Okay. He's all male. Oh my gosh, is he a male? <laughs> Oh, you oh meaning gosh. he still has those two little uh, brain cells between his legs? Yeah. Uh. Those, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, the, the the thing is, is she's two pounds and he's seven pounds. And if they mate, will the puppies be too big? No, not necessarily. Now, the thing to know that um, two pounds to seven pounds is a pretty close range. Um, now, if you were saying that her boyfriend was going to be, you know, a uh, German Shepherd, I'd be a little worried. Um, but also, when we we look at certain breeds, um, Chihuahuas, especially some of the real Applehead Chihuahuas, sometimes just being a Chihuahua, they have a big domey head. So, just being a Chihuahua could pose a risk for troubles during birth and delivery. Uh, other breeds like uh, Bulldogs, Boston Terriers also have kind of big round heads, so they can get stuck in the birth canal irregardless of the size of the father. So before you do make that commitment to breed, and we do not advise breeding, there's oodles of dogs in the shelters. In fact, in Las Vegas, 
almost 50% of the dogs in our shelters are chihuahuas. So we don't need more of them. We don't need to make more as lovely as they are. Um, well, I, would I just you. think that she would make such pretty puppies, see, because she is black and white and has a little gold in her tan. Oh, she and sounds lovely, but you know what I'm going to tell you is that everyday, gorgeous, lovely little black and white chihuahuas are put to sleep because everyone keeps breeding these babies. So I would have to say I'm not a fan of, of breeding these babies. If you do need to do it and you feel compelled to do it, make sure you do consult with your veterinarian. We need to have these babies up to date on their shots and be prepared for a possible C-section. And that's the one thing people aren't always ready for. Yeah, there's health you, risks there. Well, and, you know, cost, too. Um, I had a family, they weren't weren't prepared for a C-section. They thought it would be a great experience. And then, you know, $1,500 later, they're like, I can't afford this. Well, uh, great reason to spay and neuter. So think think about that, Todd. Just my little uh, commercial message okay. there. And I wish your babies very well and uh, hope they're doing good. And get that baby on heartworm preventative right away. <laughs> Thanks for listening there, Todd. We appreciate it. one 405 Bet he didn't expect that barrage there when he called. So, Allison Eastwood is supposed to be here now. What's the deal? I messed up. You messed up. I messed up. Uh oh. Yep. Oh. That's the first time I've ever done that with the time zones. I put the wrong time zones. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So, is she going to be here in three hours? No, she was ready three hours ago. Uh, oh. Yeah. This is when the animal radio app for going back is <laughs> real helpful. Yes. Yeah. I well, told you. In my defense, it's, you know, I got Hal passed that strep C to me too, and I'm not feeling well, so I've oh. been spacey all week. I was, I was so bowing to you about 30 seconds ago and saying, when she really came forth and she said what, what happened, I really respect you and everything, and then you, then you blame had to it on, blame it on somebody. <laughs> no, it was is, my mistake. I, but again, I've been spacey all oh, week. Oh, I would blame it. Pass the so, buck there. Pass the buck is what we do. Yeah. yeah. Now, typhoid Mary in, in the studio, you yeah. know, getting everyone sick here. Hey. Yeah, stay away from me, please. Hey, it's the first time I've done that in all the years I've been doing that. I've been correcting everybody with their time zones, and this is the first time I messed up on the time zone. And I bet Bob Barker's sitting at home with a sigh of relief, that brow sweat that he had. He's just yes. going to wipe that off, knowing that he's, his record of being on 13 times is intact. Yes. And, uh, so uh, are you going to try to get her for next week? I really want to know about these chimps. I know. I'll try. So. I'll try. Did you try her on her phone? Yeah, I did try. Uh, did you leave a message? Yeah, I did. Hey, if you guys want to call me, and I'll make believe I'm her. Okay, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hi, Allison. Allison. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm working with these chimps. Yeah. So I understand these chimps, they've been infected with uh, all kinds of disease like HIV and hepatitis C, and they've been experimented on their whole life, and you're taking them to a brand new chimp haven located in Louisiana. Is that correct, Allison? Um, I think you have the wrong number. <laughs> Well, that's that's the deal with Allison, and she needs to raise, well, it looks like she needs to raise over half a million dollars per year to keep wow. these 110 chimpanzees in chimp, what, what do they eat? Chimp bananas. Chimp and chow. Chimp chow. So we're going to get her on. She's starting to crowdfunding, you know, and you know what? She's got it. Her dad's got to be filthy rich, and she's got to, you know, she's probably inheriting it, but she's uh, starting a little crowdfunding thing, so I'm I'm interested to know why. I mean that's pretty that's pretty cool though because if you really think about what these poor animals probably have gone through in, their, in their lifetime and yeah exactly exactly you know I mean it's that that's I mean the half a million dollars is is the least that could be done to you know at least rehabilitate and give them some sort of life again. 
We'll try to get her on next week right here on Animal Radio. We apologize for that. And you two are really lousy. Do you do any impressions at all? <laughs> yeah, I do. Any Joey good Bellani ones, good. Joey? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, I do myself real well. Okay. I can't believe I did that. Oh, that's okay. We all screw up. Well, you guys screw up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tony. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Hey, awesome. I know you're here, Dr. Debbie. I've communicated yeah. with you a couple times via email <laughs> about <Great>. my children. <laughs> awesome. So who are we talking about today? Well, actually, both of them. I'm, I'm contemplating. I'm just seeing a lot of stuff out there right now about toilet training, and I've been contemplating trying to venture out into that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm really on the fence. I think it would be a really great idea, but they're 11, and I know that that's still possible. But my fear is um, rebellion and um, elimination in areas that are not going to be acceptable while I'm in the process. I'm just kind of curious okay. if you've experienced this with other patients and what their experiences have been. And we are talking kitties, right? Yes, sorry. Because I, I can't help you if we're talking children in the no. least. <laughs> no cats, yeah, uh, yeah. Whether it's a boy and a girl, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank goodness. Whoosh. That was out of my, uh, my, my milieu here. Um, so yes, um, you know, it depends. Potty training, um, toilet training, a older kitty can be done. Um, but I'd have to say that, um, I would, I definitely prefer it in younger kitties, um, just because okay. I find that they're a little bit more, uh, malleable in their toilet, uh, habits. Um, for an older kitty, yes, we, we could run into some problems with, uh, avoidance and not wanting to use, uh, the toilet, um, in place of the, the litter box. Um, that being said, I, I know many clients who have done that successfully and the cat prefers, uh, the toilet. Um, really? I think a lot of it is on an individual thing. Now, the only thing I would caution in an 11 year old cat, if we're asking them to change not just the litter box, but we're asking them to jump up to a much higher um, right. structure, you know, there's a lot of kitties in that age group that can have lower spine disease, um, basically spinal arthritis, and um, jumping up that high might be asking them a bit much. Now, it's not the kind of thing cats complain about, mm-hmm. um, but it is one of the more common reasons that a kitty might not want to crawl in, into their regular litter box. So, um, age-wise, I might be a little less apt to recommend that for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you sound uh, like you've looked into it a bit. So have you uh, oh, yeah. dabbled into it? Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's a couple products out there I've, I've, you know, researched on the Internet. I've also seen a few tape, you know, uh, videos on YouTube, and they show. And I know it's a process. I know it's bringing the litter box into the bathroom, raising it up a couple inches a day, getting them used to the height. Um, both of them are very spry. You know, I don't have any, you know, anytime I walk into a bathroom and one of them follows me and they immediately jump up onto the, onto the toilet, you know, just to get closer to my, my level. So I don't know if that, um, if the spinal thing is an issue, but like you said, they mm-hmm. don't complain about it. Um, but they're both very much willing to jump on top of things. So I think it would just be, um, more of a concern that while we're in the training process that they, um, might, might, deliberately make mistakes and what kind of fallout that might have in the household. If it was just me, I wouldn't care because as far as I'm concerned, you know, I understand that. But I've got other members of the family that may not be as, as generous with that as I would be. So, you know, yeah, I've, They I've might not clean up it, the but, duty. Huh? I said they might not clean up the duty. Right. <laughs> be looking and, for well, you. I'm more concerned more about urine than I would be about, about the other. But, um, you know... I, I was just curious if you've had experience with other patients and 
and patients and, and what types of results. It sounds to me like age doesn't necessarily mean anything as long as you're, you know, um, as long as you're considerate of their, of their training process and of their abilities to, to get it and to back up a step if you need to, you know, and that kind of thing. And I know it's, it's probably a, a good four to six, maybe a few more weeks to know that mm-hmm. that's actually done. But I was just, I just was calling in to see. Do you think <laughs> you're going to do it? I'm still debating. Uh, you know, I'd have to say, though, you did say one thing that you said when you're in the bathroom, they kind of jump up. So if they're kind of like in your biz when you're doing your biz, yeah. then, you know, they might be the kind of kitties that will um, kind of see that almost as a, um, you know, a way to join your your social uh, toilet, <laughs> if you will. So, so yeah, I, I guess I after hearing that, I might be a little bit more encouraged to try it. But, uh, yeah. I so. just don't want to make any mistakes. I, I tried the, um, what is that, the, the litter mate once. And without realizing it, I had it on the automatic, so it scared the daylight out oh. of them. And it took me yeah. a while to get them, coax them back into using, you know, I should have had it not on the automatic. I should have had it. As soon as I know that they've left the room, go in and, and turn it on and let it do its thing. But I think I scared them off of that. Anyway, I appreciate your time. And your Wait, send us pictures if it works. Oh, there's pictures all over the Internet that it works. <laughs> and they are hysterical. <laughs> I mean, the videos are just too much. And you just watch them, and you're like, gosh, I really wish that was mine, because I would save so much money. Do you have two bathrooms? I have three. I've got one that would be ideal um, for them, because I could put the litter box in front of the toilet. There's definitely the space for it to have that capability. So I have thought it through. I think it's just taking the steps. I wouldn't want to have to share the toilet with the cat. Uh, Yeah, I... (laughs) I don't know that we'd want to be sharing the toilet with a kitty, especially if they're... <laughs> don't leave any oh, interesting really? reading so in there. You'll never get it. The kitty's using is probably better to leave it that that's their bathroom. Yeah, probably there oh, is. Okay. Something to think about, too. I hadn't thought of it that way either. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. I, I love you guys' show. It's so entertaining to listen to. It sure is. Thanks. Thank you for calling today. one 405 8405 And it is like that young lady right there with that call that makes it interesting and entertaining to listen to. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Vital-Friendly Magazine presents the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Presented by Ford and Animal Radio, who sponsors Pet Botanics, Canine Covers, Snuggle Puppies, Easy Dog, Pets Best, and Red Barn. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters to support adoption events. Log on to Get Your Licks on Route66.com to see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition in excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, I really enjoy your commercials about Geico's app. I watch them over and over and over. They make me both laugh and very hungry. Weird. 
Anyway, I just want to let you know how Geico's new claim status updates on the app really blow me away. Getting those updates makes me think of you. I'd like to thank you in person. Just send me your address. All the best, Big Bad W. Sure thing, Big Bad W. I got a pen. It's 802 Not Gonna Happen Lane. Claim status updates just a tap away on the Geico app. Kubota RTVs have been the best-selling diesel utility vehicles in North America for the past 10 years. And now, they're even better. Introducing the new X-Series RTVs from Kubota. They're redesigned, rugged, and ready. Right now, get long-term financing as low as 0% APR on Kubota utility vehicles during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. See your local Kubota dealer today. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. Hey everybody, this is Billy Dean, and you're listening to Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. I'm being reminded to tell you once again to head on over to Facebook with your Wacky Wednesday pictures. These are the uh, wacky pictures of your pets. This week from PetSafe, what's it called again? What do we get? It's called the Chuck It Fetch Ball, and it's actually a ball that lights up. Ooh, I so love you that. can play in dawn or dusk when it's a little bit dark outside and your dog can still see it. Oh, that is so cool. If yeah. you want to win that, head on over and uh, enter your Wacky Wednesday pictures at our Facebook page. Tammy, working hard in the newsroom, what do you got coming up this hour? Well, you know how those yearbook pictures basically tend to haunt us for the rest of our lives? Oh, yeah. Well, there is a really cool kid in New York, and he has come up with a way to love his yearbook picture. And I'm telling you, I wish I'd thought of this myself. And uh, which one are we going to? Uh, all five are lit up here. We're going to line three with Mike. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. Great. Yeah, we- we had a little incident a couple of weeks ago where our dog, medium-sized dog, uh, decided that a rawhide chew bone was something that you devour and not chew on. Oh, and yeah. and when I looked over, I could tell the dog was choking because it was thrashing its head around. Okay. So I, you know, I mean, I know how to do CP, uh, you know, CPR on a dog from the sides of the chest, but I was like dumbfounded, and I know the Heimlich for humans, but I was dumbfounded how you would do it on a dog. So I had to just dive down and stick my hand down her throat as far as I can get it, and luckily I was able to grab it and pull it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, his life would have been much simpler with a Heimlich technique. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That comes into play when we have an airway obstruction lower than the mouth. So if that was in the mouth or in the upper airway, and you can reach that and access that with your hands safely without losing your fingertips, um, then that's really kind of the first step. If that doesn't work, then we move to the Heimlich. And, uh, you know, in dogs, there's a lot of different techniques. You can do basically a modified human Heimlich. Um, so if you have a small to medium-sized dog, you're basically um, going to reach up under the rib cage and kind of give three to five quick motions um, thrust into the abdomen like you would for a person. Now, if it's a bigger dog and you're a big person, you can still do the same thing, although for some large dogs, it can be a little hard to kind of handle and apply those compressions. So you can uh, basically lie them on the ground and apply lateral compression to the chest and near the back end of the chest, and that can give you enough force because dogs are a little different than people. Um, We compress from the sternum when we're doing, you know, chest 
chest compressions and CPR, you press down into the chest. And in a dog, their chest doesn't really squish that way really effectively. So from the side, you can get some really good um, compressions that way in dislodging and just getting the force of that push going. So, okay. oh gosh, so scary. So, oh, that gets your heart going. Now, what's your uh, feeling on rawhides? I don't think it's good for uh, bigger dogs. I don't know. I mean, maybe smaller dogs, smaller mouths, they know to chew, to be chewing on it. But big dogs, I just think they, it, right now, they look at it as another bone. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are some goods and bads with that. Um, definitely the dental exercise. You know, one thing for people that love rawhides and like their dogs to get that exercise, if you're not directly supervising like you were, I would never, ever, ever feed that kind of product for your pet. Um, right. But even even with cautions, there are some other rawhide styles that might be maybe a little bit less tendency for uh, choking. And those are the compressed rawhides, which are the really heavy duty, not the chopped up rawhides that they squish into cute little shapes, but it goes under high pressure where it's really thick and heavy, and there's not those little knots on the end where they can get those little pieces caught, but that might be one other alternative that has less of a choking uh, potential for you. Okay, well, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for your call today, 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free, directly to Groomer, Joey Volani, and Dr. Debbie, right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Danica McKellar, spokesperson for the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Fido Friendly Magazine and powered by Ford, the tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Thousands of dogs, puppies, kittens, and cats are in shelters around the country just waiting for their forever homes. To find out more, please visit FidoFriendly.com. Open your heart and home and adopt a shelter pet today. I did it myself two weeks ago, and our entire family is in love. The fall flooring season is here at Lumber Liquidators, so we're making room for new inventory at our end-of-summer clearance sale. With over 340 flooring varieties, you won't find a bigger selection anywhere. And it's all on sale. Get amazing deals like oak laminate for only 29 cents a square foot, classic red oak pre-finished hardwood for just 99 cents, even exotic Brazilian cherry pre-finished hardwood is on sale for only $249 with 16-month special financing. So go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. But hurry, these deals are good Thursday through Tuesday only. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. 
Tammy Trujillo. The value of Joan Rivers' estate when she passed, roughly $150 million. She left most of that to her daughter, Melissa, and her grandson, Cooper. But she also made sure in her will that her dogs, Samantha and Tegan, who lived with Rivers in New York, as well as a Jack Russell Terrier and a Border Collie in California, are also provided for. She left money, not exactly sure how much, but some very clear provisions as well on how the dogs should be looked after. River's assistant, Jocelyn, will likely take over the job of caring for those four dogs. A strange monitor lizard from Borneo has suddenly become quite popular, and that could actually threaten the survival of the species. The rare earless monitor lizard's been pretty obscure since the 1960s, but for some reason has become a hot item. The Wildlife Trade Monitoring Network called Traffic says the lizards are being caught in the wild and smuggled out of the country, many of them showing up for sale online in Europe. It's calling now for the lizard to be protected, and right now this is the only species of monitor lizard that isn't. Okay, you know how we all cringe years later about those high school yearbook photos? Uh. Well, Yeah, <laughs> me too. Okay, well here's something I really wish I had thought of, and I bet you will too. Schenectady High School senior Draven Rodriguez wants his cat to be part of his yearbook photo. He actually has had a professional photographer take a picture of him and his cat, and then went ahead and added some blue and pink lasers in the background just... Well, why not? It really is a very cool picture. The school hasn't come right out and said it won't allow the picture, but Rodriguez has started an online petition in support of the photo, just in case, and I vote get it in the yearbook. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, guys. If you're into fantasy football, you've got to check out FanDuel.com. At FanDuel, you play in one-week fantasy football leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. You only play when you want, and you can change your team any week. FanDuel is paying out over $10 million every week this season. And right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. That's right. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Just go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter code 7272. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Code 7272. Geico Motorcycle presents Reflections from the Road. The day I knew I was a real biker was when I switched to Geico Motorcycle Insurance. Because real bikers, well, they know where the savings are. And you know what else makes you a real biker? A sweet tattoo. Check mine out. Just got it yesterday. It says Heel on Wheels. Wait. Heel on Wheels? Oh, man. Well, at least I got the saving money with Geico part, right? Geico Motorcycle Insurance. See how much you could save. You know what ruins a family camping trip? (coughs) Staying zipped in the tent because of ragweed pollen, the number one cause of fall allergies. Allegra gets you back in the fun by relieving your worst indoor and outdoor symptoms, even at eight times high pollen levels. Allegra's non-drowsy relief starts in one hour and stays strong for 24. Camping is for bonding, not sneezing. So get Allegra, stop suffering, and start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. This is Glenn Close. 
on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. (laughs) This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Are we going to have lunch delivered in today? Their food truck? I already had my PB&J for the day. Oh, you did? You, you know, yep. I can't imagine why somebody who looks as good as you, just you're, you're so smiley and bright and your skin looks so great and soft and you're so, so happy all the time and you live on like Diet Pepsi and peanut butter and jelly. That's the trick. PB&J is the most perfect food. You got a little bit of sweets. You got your protein. Oh, See, my. See, we'd get along good. You too. I can eat peanut butter and jelly all day. I, I eat it every that. day. Every day. I would put on so much weight, I would just blow up with it if I had a diet like that. But uh, there you go. Okay. This is cool. We were a little concerned, as we mentioned earlier. There was a little faux pas made, but the faux pas has been fixed. And we're so delighted to have back for her third appearance on Animal Radio, Allison Eastwood. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm good. How are you? Well, I am so curious about what you got going on. I hear you're like saving 110 chimps that were in research and they were these chimps were like infected with hiv and hepatitis c and all kinds of things for research what are you doing tell us more please i will um well i um you know chimp haven sanctuary is is the biggest sanctuary in the united states that that takes in chimpanzees from all walks of life whether they be medical lab chimps or you know, retired from private owners, roadside zoos, you name it, anything you can think of. And um, I've always thought they were a great sanctuary, and they contacted me uh, recently about this, you know, this change in the law and the federal government releasing a lot of these, these chimpanzees to retirement from these medical labs. And, um, you know, they also explained to me that even though the federal government does take care of some of the expenses, a significant amount of the expenses is actually left up to the sanctuary, which is, you know, unfair, and we got to talking about how maybe we could work together and how I could be of service to them, and, um, you know, I thought this crowdfunding campaign stuff, you know, with Kickstarter and all this stuff going on online would be such a great way to not only get the message out about, you know, about chimpanzees and medical labs and all the things they're going through and changing of the law, but to also actually raise the money to help, you know, take care of these these animals. Um, so I partnered up with loveanimals.org, which is a great crowdfunding website similar to a Kickstarter, uh, but only does animal causes. And we've spent months putting this campaign together and honing you know, what it was we wanted to say and do and, and you know, filming a little PSA and uh, and then we went live on September 10th, and we go till October 25th with uh, this crowdfunding campaign. We're trying to raise money to help take care of these chimps that have, as you can imagine, suffered and, and gone through, you know, kind of an unspeakable life of living in laboratories and, yes, being infected with hepatitis and AIDS and, you know, who knows what they've been through. And, and honestly, I hate to even think about it. It makes me quite sick to my stomach. But I... um. I felt this is a great cause to get behind and, and something that we could actually make a difference in and, and help these chimpanzees. So it, it's been going great, and that's what we're up to. Mm. So we're, we're asking people to even just give $5, $2, you know, $1, anything, but 
the crowdfunding mentality is, is really taking off, and it's a way for people to participate, even if you don't have a lot of money. How much money does it take per chimpanzee to save them or keep them housed there? I mean, I can't imagine it'd be too terribly expensive. Um, well, the biggest issue is is building all these enclosures. Oh. There's over a hundred chimpanzees that are all coming out around the same time, you know, within a few months of each other. So building their habitats is very expensive because chimp haven doesn't believe in just having these little tiny, you know, places. You know, they don't want to take them from labs and have them just go back into kind of a, a horrible, small, unnatural environment. You know, they build really beautiful habitats so that, you know, they can spend the rest of their lives in a somewhat natural environment with, with trees and enrichment and toys and things that they would might have or, or might have in a different environment. So, you know, it, it is expensive. The enclosures, building anything, as we know, is expensive. And then the daily care, um, I'm not sure the exact number of how much it costs per day, but, it's, but it, it adds up a lot when you look at the enclosures and then you look at, you know, daily care and feeding and toys and, you know, it, it adds up. So, and, they, you know, and they live to be 50, 60 years old, don't they? Yeah, I think they can live. I mean, they're very, you know, they're very similar to humans. They're, they're, we share very close DNA. So, yes, they can live, you know, a long time. Well, that's why they were being used for research is because they're yes. so, close, so close. But you talk about the laws. Has the law changed where they've stopped all treatment on these animals, experimenting on these animals? Or, or, or are they still um, doing it on some? Yeah, I think they're still doing some of it. You know, these are federally funded laboratories, so these aren't private labs, which I don't have that much experience about about what goes on with primates in private labs. But these are federally funded labs, and the government um, basically cut the funding. Um, you know, and and they they now are are looking to retire them. So. Yeah, it's a good thing that our government ran out of money on this one. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's the truth. That's yes, there's something there's something I can stand behind is cutting cutting that funding for that sort of thing. You know, I wish that they'd take that funding and put it into our educational system for the humans <laughs> on the planet, but we I don't know where it's going, but they cut that funding out and and it's a it's a great thing for a lot of these uh, chimps that have spent you know pretty much all of their lives or most of their lives in a lab. Mm. Yeah. What? Uh, how much is the goal for the crowdfunding? And if you don't reach it, does that mean you get zilch? Oh no! Thank God it doesn't work like that. Why? Well, yeah, uh, we, our goal is fifty thousand um, dollars. We wanted to do something that we felt for our first kind of major crowdfunding campaign that we could obtain um but that you know was also significant um and uh you know if we don't make it we don't make it but we still get the money a hundred percent of whatever gets donated goes to uh chimp haven you know the loveanimals.org does not take any money i don't nobody takes any money it all goes to chimp haven so um, it's a you know it's a it's a great cause. There's no you know hidden fees or no oh the money goes whatever. Um, so it, it it all goes to them and it's it's it might you know it would help I think for sure. Um, it would make a, a a good dent at least for for one year to to help pay for all their all their care and uh, and and some toys too. Okay. 
Yeah. So let's uh, let's give out the website. It's loveanimals.org if you want to make a donation for the crowdfunding for this awfully needed money. I mean, it, it really is needed badly to put these animals up because, you know, the government just, like, dumped them. I mean, they didn't. Jeez. They didn't really. You know, they they stopped the funding for the programs right. or the researches, but they didn't really have any foresight as what are we going to do with these chimps? Right. And, and yeah, they don't. They don't think. I don't think they think that stuff through. And and because they do live a long time and they do require a lot of care, you know, it isn't. It isn't just that you can. They're okay. Well, they're just kind of expendable. Um, you know, they're they're really uh, wonderful creatures that are very aware and are very similar to people. So you can only imagine that they're. They know what's going on, and uh, yep. you know they 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 need to have a chance uh, to have a, a little bit of a normal life and to live in a social environment where they can uh, you know um, hang out with each other and play and and you know do the things that that humans do together because they're they're very close to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Allison, thanks so much for coming on and telling us about that. And of course, I want listeners to also check out EastwoodRanch.org. We'll put links to everything over at AnimalRadio.com, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. We had uh, oh, of course. we had Bob Barker. He was you know Bob Barker holds the record for coming on Animal Radio, and when he heard you oh, coming on for the oh, third I'm time, on. I'm going to try to beat him. Uh oh, <laughs> it's on. It's on. <laughs> Allison, it's on. thank you so much. Take care <laughs> of yourself. You. Thank you. Let's head, let's, let's head back to the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five. 84055 for your calls. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Well, don't you know it? This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks over at Stella and Chewies, bringing you the brand new size, uh, almost brand new size of raw frozen dinners. Including the phenomenal pheasant, simply venison, Chewy's chicken, Stella Super Beef, and the Duck Duck Goose. Try it out wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the great honor of presenting to you the dog father, Joey Villani. Okay, how's it going? Pretty good. Anyway, I want to talk about some, I want to talk about, um, ear care because I had a, um, a pretty good, um, email that came in from a woman that wanted to know that her dog apparently gets chronic ear infections. Ooh. And, um, if there's anything she can do or the groomer can do to keep up on it because it doesn't seem like, um, that the medication is always, is always the, um, the way to go or not the, not that it's not the way to go. It doesn't always keep it, um, from coming back. And my answer to that is this, um, ear cleaning, on a dog that has a healthy ear is good for someone to do at home and what they'll do is they'll get a cotton ball and you can either go out and get a good ear cleanser or go to your veterinarian and get an OD cleanse or even if you use witch hazel, witch hazel works really good but you're just going to go in as far as you can see with a cotton ball that's um, wet with the solution and you're going to wipe out whatever's in there but the problem is with an infected ear is a lot of the things that you use could sometimes make it worse. And even the groomer can make it worse. Um, the age-old theory about plucking the hair out of a pet's ear is now um, being reviewed and, and is veterinarians are now saying they don't know if that's the best thing to do. And most groomers have been trained that way. And now groomers are starting to have to rethink their methods. So my my answer to the question would be if you have a healthy ear, 
Yeah, absolutely. Once a month, um, or even sooner, at least go in and look at it and smell it. It should, it shouldn't smell like anything, anything out of the ordinary. If you get any type of odor, any pungent odor, or anything that does not smell right, I would bring the pet to the, to the veterinarian. I would get medicine from the veterinarian, and then I would ask my veterinarian for a good ear cleanser that I could use to prevent it. And I wouldn't really take the risk on going to your local supermarket or your, um, um, pet store and get something over the counter. Mm. But if it's just general ear cleaning and it looks healthy, yeah, absolutely. Go in there and swab it out and I don't think you'll have any problems. But the main thing is, is stay on top of it. Look in there and, and, and the main thing, how is, is the smell. Because sometimes you can't see if there's a problem, but mm. you're always usually going to be able to smell it. And it usually and like what it, smells like yeast. It smells like it? Fritos. Yeah, Fritos. Well, it, it, well, no, actually, actually, um, corn chips, they say, is a healthy dog. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's not going to smell like, it's, let's put it this way. It's not going to smell like anything that you would ever want to eat. So it's not going to smell like a Frito. And, and if, and if you, and if it, if you do want to eat it, you know what? Maybe you should go see a psychiatrist because it's not going to smell real well. If it's very, if it's an unpleasing, smell and usually it's going to be a pungent smell take your vet take your take your vet take your dog to the veterinarian or even your cat and have it looked at because they may have to go in there with a scope and look in deep and may find something sure. and the sooner you you get it taken care of you know what the happier and healthier your pet's going to be are there like certain dogs that are more predisposed to having ear problems yeah there are actually um the number one dogs that like to go in the water of course and also uh-huh. dogs that have um ears that that are real heavy that fold over the ear canal so like your cocker spaniels and um your setters um basically they usually are more prone to ear infections because what happens is it gets moist in there and the air can't get in there because the um, ear the ear flap itself is, is actually keeping the moisture in without it drying out. Dog Father Joey Volani is on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Here's the numbers once again, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach any one of the Dream Team and ask your questions. You could also do that from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone. Uh, this week, the big contest over at Facebook, what what are we giving away this week? This week, I think we're giving away the Chuck It Fetch Ball oh, this is cool. by PetMate. And it's actually, it glows in the dark, so if you want to get out early in the morning, if you're out there late in the evening, you can still play in the dark. That is totally cool. Yeah. I want to win that. And it just auto, I think it just kind of recharges by itself by the sun and it can last for a couple hours, I believe. Okay. So we're looking for your wacky Wednesday pictures. If you have a wacky picture of your pet, be sure to upload it at our Facebook page and get qualified to win the pet mate. What do they call it? Fetch it? Fetch it? Chuck it fetch ball. Chuck it fetch ball. Let's uh, head on over to Lucille. You know, there was a BB King song, Lucille. Lucille. Was that written about you, Lucille? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hey, where are you calling from today? Uh, calling from Burnville, Pennsylvania, near Reading. Uh, listen to WEU. Oh, they are such a great station. I love those guys over there. Well, tell us, what is going on? I have the Dream Team here to answer any of your questions. Okay, I wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie. And uh, I, I've had a cat, I guess, about three weeks now. He started with, like, three days of vomiting where he vomited up nothing but, like, white, foamy saliva. He wouldn't eat, barely would drink. So I took him to the vet, and they did an x-ray, and they thought they'd seen a blockage. 
So they did exploratory surgery, and they found nothing. They said there was a little bit of hard poop in the bowel, but nothing that would have caused this problem. So uh, they sent him home. After he got home, he had the same problem, took him back in again. Uh, So they put him on a pill for nausea, and they put him on a a quarter pill, which he's still on every three days, to increase his diet. Now, he is a bit overweight. He's 14 pounds, and he's five years old. Okay. And I just keep wondering what the problem is, and is it going to return? I mean, right now, he's eating somewhat, and he's coming around. His incision seems to be bothering him. He's been biting mm-hmm. at that, but uh, other than that, now he seems to be starting to eat a little bit again and and also to take on fluids. So when they did the surgery and they said they saw stool in his colon, was it? did they describe that he was blocked, like um, constipated, or did they just saw some poop and it was no big deal kind of thing? Well, they said he could have been constipated. They said they found a little bit of hard poop in there, but uh, they yeah. did put him on, uh, I mix in his moist once a day, a little bit of Miralax. That's what they told oh, me. Wonderful to- stuff. <laughs> that's such wonderful stuff. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's what he's on now about once okay. a day if he eats his moist now he doesn't always eat it okay he walks around like he's still not feeling quite right okay and then when they did the exploratory did they do any kind of biopsies of any sort of the intestines uh, pancreas anything like that no they didn't say they said everything looked good Okay. Well, just because um, sometimes when we we have a vomiting situation that looks bad enough that we that we suspect there's a blockage, um, sometimes we do honestly have to go in and look. Um, it's an opportunity, though, to actually take biopsies of the, the bowel because there are some things that can cause vomiting that aren't going to look visually, kind of jump out at you, that we might pick up on a biopsy. Um, some of those things, um, inflammatory bowel disease is, you know, it, it's a problem in cats, just like in people it can cause ongoing vomiting, diarrhea, weight loss. Um, some cats just don't eat well with um, some of these problems. So those kind of things you have to prove by a biopsy. Um, so I don't know, like, with the particulars of your kitty situation, but those are things that, you know, I like to think of. Um, so it's good that they ruled out the obstruction. Um, the other things I look at with a kitty with, um, you know, chronic vomiting is I really like to look at diet, deworming, and um, kind of the environmental things, anything that the kitty might be chewing on, ingesting environmentally, whether it's houseplants, toys, things like that. So for me, if I have a kitty with um, you know bad vomiting, I do like to deworm them because uh, cats can actually get stomach worms, um, which they don't actually pass in the stool. You don't see them, and they can get stomach worms from eating little things that run around like cockroaches, snails, you name it. Um, so that's something that's well worth uh, just a prophylactic deworming, if you will. Um, okay. But, you know, from there, if he's eating and he's picking up to eat with eating with his mirtazapine, the appetite stimulant that they're giving him, um, then we we might see about using a hypoallergenic in a kitty like this. Um, a hypoallergenic diet, which could be used for something like inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and that might be something if, uh, you know, if he takes to it, you can give it a whirl and see how the vomiting might do after several weeks of being on that kind of diet. Um, but for, for 
any kitty that has any kind of constipation, poop, and issues, you mentioned Miralax, and I just think this is the most wonderful thing for cats. And um, if they're constipated, um, older mm-hmm. cats in particular can have a real problem where they only poop every few days. And for me, if I hear that um, that a cat's not pooping regularly but they're eating well, um, you know, I do like Miralax, and I can say human use as well. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. It's a lifesaver. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I think what your your veterinarian is suggesting, all of those things, are really sound, good things. Um, it, and it just might take using some of these other therapies and trying some different things, you know, to see if we can find something that's working for your baby. Yeah, and it is so important also that not just eating with a kitty, but, you know, drinking, that we make sure this guy is getting adequate hydration. So um, making sure he's drinking, and if he's not, then, you know, talk to the veterinarian about, you know, if we need to get some fluids for him so he can, uh, you know, stay fully hydrated. Because um, that'll run a cat down. You know, all that vomiting for several days in a row, it depletes their, you know, their hydration. Um, also sometimes look at electrolyte disturbances that we, you know, we just have to correct that in addition to um, the anti nausea medicines that we typically use so i hope that goes better for you and for your guy and thank you so much for your call well there you go it's just blown by once again don't forget you can download the animal radio app for iphone and android and ask your questions all week long Uh, be sure to check out dr debbie's books now if you have one of these yorkshire terriers the shih tzus the pugs or the mini schnauzers she's got like a owner's manual or guardian's manual for these animals these how to be your dog's best friend and you can get these kindle books over at amazon we have links at AnimalRadio.com. We'll catch you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Don't forget to download the app. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. This is Animal Radio Network.